Konbanwa, I'm Michelle, and welcome to another episode of Terrace Out After Dark, where we delve into some of the Japanese customs that are highlighted on the episode of the week of Terrace House, or just random things that we didn't have enough time for on the main pod. So, on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about bowing in Japan. So, in Japan, learning how to bow is one of the best ways to show that you appreciate the Japanese culture. There's a lot of subtleties that go into bowing in Japan. It is very important not to slouch and curve your back. You want a nice straight posture that shows that you are putting on your best. Posture for the person that you are meeting. Your bow should always come from the upper torso, meaning your lower body should not move and remain perpendicular to the ground as if you are standing straight up. And your gaze should always be focused downward when you bow, having your head move downward with your torso. So you want your upper body to kind of look like a plank almost, like it moves. As one. Men should bow with their hands and arms at their sides, while women typically will bow with their hands and arms in the front, kind of like in your lap almost. There is a lot that goes into the bowing, but understanding the subtleties between the different bows will help put you in the upper echelon of visitors and foreigner gaijins. That visit or interact with other Japanese people. So, there are also a few specific types of bows that are directly connected to the degree of the bow, and the three are Eshaku, Keirei, and Saikeirei. Eshaku, Keirei, Saikeirei. Eshaku is a bow of about 15 degrees that is used around acquaintances and is a generally polite way of saying thank you or casually greeting someone. The next level of bow is called Kade, and it is about 30 degrees. This bow is commonly used in business situations, such as greeting potential business partners or customers, or to show respect to someone of higher status. The final and most formal of these three bows is called Saikade, and it is used with a more serious tone. This bow can be used to show respect to someone of very high status, such as the emperor, or to show a strong sense of apology or guilt. This saikede is usually around 45 degrees to 90 degrees. It can really be as much as you want to show or illustrate how apologetic or you are or how much you respect the person in front of you. Last but not least, the most least used bow. Is known as the dogeza, which is only used in extremely serious circumstances when a mistake has been made that led to the death of another person or something of that level. It involves the person who is bowing to get on his or her hands and knees and place his or her face to the ground. And it is essentially the person showing that he. Or she is begging for his or her life. Bowing is a very important tradition in Japan and is not to be taken lightly, and so much can be learned from partaking in it. In order to show your own sense of respect, it is important to put the effort in to learn the correct way to bow and the meaning behind 
the action. It will help you to form a really deep sense of Japanese culture and it's very characteristic of the Japanese people and our sense of respect and dutifulness. It's also a wonderful way to greet someone, considering as an alternative to shaking hands. During most first time meetings, Japanese people will offer to shake a hand with a foreigner, but they would prefer to much rather bow. The best way would be to kind of bow yourself to kind of ensure that you understand that that is how they say hello. Handshakes are, however, used in businesses and formal greetings. So if there is a very newbie mistake in 2009 during President Obama's visit with the Emperor of Japan, that was very awkward. So in order to avoid that embarrassment potential, if the other person has their hand extended to shake, don't begin a bow instead, shake your hand. But it's always good effort to see if they are raising their hand forward or also, you know, whatever it is that they do. Also, another thing to note is how long you hold the bow is also indicative of how much respect and honor and submission you have towards the person you are bowing to. And the longer you hold your bow, the more respect is generally typically considered to have been shown. In general, you should bow more deeply to superiors, elders, judges, people of rank or office, and anytime the situation demands additional respect. Always remember to look down as you bow. Pick a spot on the floor in front of you. Maintaining eye contact while bowing is considered bad form, threatening, and even kind of like considered like fighting. So you should really try not to stare people in the eyes. Always look down. Sometimes you find yourself bowing to more than one person until, you know, you kind of stop the ritual. So each subsequent bow will end up being less steep. The first time you bow the deepest and then you kind of bow less deeply. Just kind of like move your body around and bow towards everyone. After exchanging a bow, give friendly eye contact and a warm smile. Typically, try not to combine a bow with a handshake, but, you know, showing an effort that you know something about bowing etiquette in Japan, it goes such a long way towards building a lasting, wonderful relationship with other Japanese people. So definitely, like, look up some YouTube videos if you are planning to go to Japan to see what we are talking about and it would be really fun. So if you are planning to go to Japan just kind of, you know, practice your bowing a little. And it's a great way to keep germs at bay, considering everything that's going on with COVID-19. So I hope this was a little bit of a helpful insight into bowing culture in Japan. And hope this will help you from avoiding President Obama in 2009 experience when you go to Japan next time. Thank you so much for listening to this Terrorist Out After Dark mini-sode. We love having you here. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. DM us or send us a tweet or email us at Terrorist Out on all of the social media platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Tumblr, 
and the like. And you can also email us at terroristout at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash terroristout, where you will have early access to mini-sodes, as well as access to original exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else, like when we sort all the cast members into their Hogwarts houses, do their birth charts, we send little goodies, we have regular recurring Patreon content, and we also do fun little extra perks like Google Hangs and Netflix watch parties, and Caitlin and I give you some tips and tricks, and I think there's also an option to have me do your birth chart, so if that is of interest for you, then check that out. In the meantime, you can find me, Michelle, on social media at tediously underscore brief. And you can find my bookstagram on Instagram at traveling book nerds, all one word. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to be kind to everyone. Wash your hands, cover your mouth, and don't be a racist. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.